Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Um, first of all, before we start, this is my 50th episode and I just realized that me and Keegan were talking about it before we started. So landmark episode, very exciting stuff. Um, but I'm here with Keegan, who is the current Miss Indiana teen, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about her CSI, her prep for Miss America's teen, her talent, all the things. So Keegan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hello, everyone. As Elizabeth said, I'm Keegan Connor, your Miss Indiana's Teen 2023. And I'm so honored to be on the 50th episode. I can't believe that I get to be here with you. Um, But just a little bit about me. I've been obsessed with musical theater since I was about nine. Um, I have one brother. He's one of my biggest role models. Uh, He goes to the University of Alabama. And uh, I love the color pink. I think that needs to be mentioned right now, just so we can settle that foundation. And um, I'm 17 years old. I'm currently in my senior year of high school, uh, balancing the life of Miss Indiana's teen and being a high schooler and doing a bunch of social things is a lot, but it's what I love to do. And um, I started my nonprofit uh, when I was 13. We'll get into that a little later, but it's called Keegan Cares, Scoliosis Awareness. And my talent for Miss America's teen is singing musical theater vocal. I love it. I love it. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about how you got started in pageantry as a whole. Yeah, so I started in the preteen program, um, and I remember being with my miss because we were always paired up with a miss in the Miss Indiana organization, and she was someone I really looked up up to. Her name was Elias, and I remember we both had the same birthday, so I knew that this was just a big sign um, that I should join this organization um, because I really looked up to her as a mentor, and I saw that she was empowering women on stage and uh, through her CSI and through what she loved, which was also singing, and I knew that I wanted to be on another stage, not just doing shows all the time, even though I love being in musicals. Um, But being on another stage that not only lets me showcase my talent, but also what I'm passionate about, which is scoliosis awareness. I love that. I love that. Okay, so talk about your favorite phase of competition and then give us a little bit of a reason why that it's your favorite. Well, if it isn't obvious by now, I think it it's definitely talent. I love that phase of competition. As I said a minute ago, it's why I basically joined this organization. Um, but after I found out that I could have another stage with a live audience and another opportunity to get more comfortable in that setting, even though I have been in about 30 plus musicals at this point, I always strive to keep being on stages and keep getting myself comfortable in different kind of audiences. So after I kind of found that this is so much more than a talent competition, I found that I love talking about what I'm passionate about. I love helping other young women feel like they have the voice to be heard on a bigger platform with or without a title. And uh, overall, I think that the uh, interview and onstage question have actually become a really close first for me as well, because I learned that being on the stage isn't what all that goes into this. It's also the behind the scenes and what you're doing and getting to talk about that in front of other people who might share the same interests as well. I love that. Okay, so you kind of mentioned it earlier, but you have a nonprofit, Keegan Cares. So talk to us about what that's looked like. What have you been working on with that this year? Do you have any projects that you're currently working on? Give us all the details. Oh, I love those questions so much. So I started my nonprofit when I was 13 years old because I was diagnosed with severe scoliosis with a 48 degree curve. 
finding this out and wanting to be a Broadway performer when I grow up, I thought my dream was instantly over. But the other weird thing is I wasn't checked the normal way, Uh, kind of going into a backstory here. My orthodontist office manager was actually one of the first people to notice a sign in me because she had scoliosis when she was younger. I was never checked by a doctor since uh, Indiana schools had taken out their uh, screenings for scoliosis. I was never checked by my school. And because I wasn't technically an athlete, even though I did gymnastics, track, and a bunch of other sport-related things, I was never given a wellness exam, which is usually where the scoliosis checks come in. So since she noticed that in me, uh, she told us that we should probably just go to a doctor, see what happens. And then they told me that I had scoliosis. And I remember bawling my eyes out because I really, first of all, I didn't, This it was very unexpected and it came out of nowhere for me. And second of all, I really thought that I would no longer be able to do what I love, which was being on stage. So from then on, uh, I decided to create my nonprofit, Keegan Cares, because I realized that It's so much more common than we think, as 3 million people are diagnosed with scoliosis each year in the U.S. alone, and those uh, specifically being uh, from the age 10 to 15. And that was when I went through exactly what I was going through. So I knew through Keating Cares, I would be able to create a platform where I could talk to students in schools. I'm officially implemented into my middle school's health program. So now I get to talk to them every year about scoliosis awareness. Also on my KeatonCares.com website, I have a signs of scoliosis flyer with my back on it prior to surgery. Because another thing I found out when I was going through this process is that there aren't many resources for us to find of very easy and plain signs that you can spot. And lastly, uh, the big project I'm working on right now is getting scoliosis checks back into Indiana schools. I am so excited because I am working with two bipartisan representatives at the moment at the Indiana State House. And right after Miss America, Miss America's Teen, I'll be able to come back to Indiana and get to advocate for my Keegan Cares bill in court. Uh, scoliosis checks have been out of Indiana schools since 2007. And because of what I went through, I believe it's very imperative that we get them back into schools. And hopefully I can take that nationwide someday. And also from what I remember, because I'm old, significantly older than you, um, <laughs> but from what I remember from whenever they did, I'm from Texas and they did those whenever I was in elementary school, it's, it. what does it take, like a couple seconds to check? Exactly. So the would do in a doctor's office room or even af- at a school is called the Adams Ford Bend Test. And yeah. it t- quite literally seconds, you bend over the doctor or the nurse traces a line on your back and sees if you have a curve or not. And whether it's significant or not, you don't know from just that test, but at least you would know what to look out for. And most of our schools have stopped talking about it too, because when I found out I had scoliosis, I am being so honest, I thought it had something to do with your skull because (laughs) I was 13 and very unaware of what was in front of me. Uh, Yeah, that's exactly why I want to get them back into schools because um, being one of those 3 million people who are diagnosed, it's so much more important that we make others aware whether they have it or not in the end. Yeah. Well, and they can just lump it in with like eye exams and, exactly. um, you know, tests. yeah, which I, most schools do anyways. Yes. And um, it's really not costly at all, especially if you just take a day to do the school and, um, and then go from there. So yeah, most schools have nurses. So just 
Thank you. Exactly. I'm done our classroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So talk about why you think the judges selected you to represent the state. Oh, that's a great question. So during, for Miss Indiana, uh, we do a whole week for it. I know some other state competitions are different, but we have a whole week. So um, the weekend before I started feeling terrible. I thought I had the flu. I thought I was sick to my stomach. So by Sunday, we decided to go to the ER and figure out what was happening. And I ended up having acute appendicitis. Oh, I remember going into the doctor's office and my mom and I were just telling each other, it's like, it's not appendicitis. It's not appendicitis. Obviously it was. And so we found out I had to have surgery for it. Uh, so that Monday morning, I was admitted to Peyton Manning's Children's Hospital and I underwent my appendectomy at 1030, which is so crazy because that's exactly when our opening reception started for Miss Indiana Week. Uh, and then I got out basically when it ended. Uh, got out of the hospital at 4.30 and then I decided to go to 8 p.m. rehearsals because I knew to prove to myself that I can still do it under these circumstances, I had to go. Um, so everyone was very, very accommodating, but it was also a very vulnerable time for me because oh. I couldn't zip up my own dresses. I couldn't bend over to pick uh, pick up my shoes or put them on. So I had to rely on the sisterhood, really, which I was so happy they were all there. And I had um, a bunch of other uh, young women helping me through this hard time. By the end of the week, all I could focus on was my health. I had to put that first. Obviously, the crown was the goal in the end, but I knew being in this state of health, I had to focus on my life rather than an opportunity. But by the time it came to finals and I was singing my song, and for those of you who don't really do vocal things, um, it takes a lot of ab work to really reach high notes and belt. Um, so during my talent, it was a new level of hard for me. And when I got called into the top 11 and then into the top five, and then finally when my name was called as the new Miss Indiana's teen, I realized that all of this came about because I showed a strength that I didn't know I had before. And I really believe the judges saw that. And they saw that even under this crazy situation, I was able to persevere and still be raw and vulnerable and authentically genuinely me. I love that. Yeah, that is <laughs> slightly delusional that you still competed after getting your this out. So I won't lie to you. Very delulu. I can tell you right now, it took a lot of <laughs> delusion to convince myself that I could do it, but it happened. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I'll just see y'all next year. Like, I'm gonna go lay in bed. <laughs> I had my local title, Miss South Bend's Teen, since September of 2022. I was oh one God. of the first girls crowned. And so I remember I've almost had this title for a year. I'm a city title, which is a little more unique. Um, for this situation. And I knew I couldn't let down a town that meant so much to me. Um, and also I knew that this was also my third year vying for the title of Miss Indiana's teen. And I was so hard on myself the year before I got a lot of pressure from myself to do really, really well. And then this year, having this crazy circumstance uh, that I believe God put in front of me for a reason, um, made me realize I really just have to be myself and that's all that needs to go into it and the judges luckily saw that so I love that I love that okay so you talked about how you competed for three years so what is the biggest shift from being a local title holder and then now being a state title holder honestly I think it's mindset because all that changes is what's going across your chest 
a big thing that I talked about with my local uh, director, uh, Quinn Porter, shout out. He's awesome. (laughs) Um, But one thing we talked about is that I'm treating my local title as if I'm already Miss Indiana's teen, because we were basically saying while I was going and preparing for Miss Indiana week that I was preparing for Miss America's teen. So I was really ready for more than that, than what would come towards me. Um, And I think that's ultimately what helped me believe in myself even more, because if I thought, oh, I'm just a local title, I can't make that much of a difference. The truth is I went to the state house as Miss, oh my goodness, as Miss South Bend's teen. I talked to 2,300 students as Miss South Bend's teen. And ultimately, that's what helped me bridge the gap between being a local title holder and a state title holder. Yeah, I love that. Thanks. Um, Okay, so talk about what your prep for Miss America's team has looked like. Was it what you expected? Was it different? What was shocking about it? I think it was a little different than I expected. I expected this huge change in my life to come about of some sort of like, oh, move somewhere else. I'll do these crazy things. And I have been doing amazing things with my title, but it's really not that big of a difference, which I think also kind of helped me breathe into my title a bit more. Um, Learning that it doesn't take 10 million more hours to practice a certain answer or to go over your talent a bunch more times or truly perfect things. Because once we start getting to that level of perfection, it honestly kind of starts deteriorating and going back. So I realized that I had to keep myself authentic and not stale and um, continue to be me through the whole process. Um, So basically what my prep has really looked like has been a lot of um, just going back and forth with my mom, my family of like, random questions and my state directors. Um, I do a vocal lesson every week with my amazing vocal coach, Julia Bonet, and uh, ultimately just staying out in my community because that's what gets me the best stories to tell. And um, since Indiana is so amazing at letting me represent them, I get to do awesome things as the state title holder. Amazing. So amazing. Um, Okay. Final question. If you could give one piece of advice to a first year title holder, what would it be? Do what you love. I know there's a standard or maybe like a a certain mold that you feel like you have to fit as a title holder, but really there isn't. As long as you're doing what you're passionate about and you're advocating for what you want to do in your community, that's what really helps set you apart from everybody else. When I first started, I, I had my first local title with Miss Indiana's teen back in 2020. I was a COVID title, as we called it. So I was Miss West Central's teen or outstanding teen at the time. And I remember I didn't let my do, I didn't let myself do some things because I thought it would go against what a normal pageant girl might do. And then as the years went by, I realized, well, who says I can't go to the state house and present a bill? Who says I can't do all this stuff and be out in my community in the ways that I want to? So I realized that overall, when I found out that I did what I loved, whether it was in my community or on my social media or being just a title holder that loves to be approachable and relatable around other people, I found that's what really helped set me apart from everyone else and uh, let me lead as a leader. Well, and ultimately, that's how Miss America continues to, you know, improve and progress and pageantry as a whole, too. So I love that sentiment. I think that's so true. 
Uh, well, thank you so much, Keegan, for coming on and chatting with me. I know you're crazy busy right now prepping for Miss America scene. So I so appreciate you taking time. Always have back. time for you. Don't worry. <laughs> <You're> so funny. <laughs> and just know that we'll be rooting you on and cheering for you as you compete. I'm going to like a watch party almost every single night. So we'll be cheering for you. We'll be like, Keegan. So you're not going to need it. Obviously, you're going to be great. But just know that you've got a cheering section in Texas. <laughs> Thank you so much. Of course, of course. And I will see the rest of you guys on our next episode. Bye, y'all. Bye.